We fucking did it, baby! Easy! Not even difficult. They're saying it's entirely thanks to us. Uh, We (laughs) single-handedly saved the American movie industry. It wasn't, you know, organized labor and the commitment of a lot of activists and a lot of, Mm. like, working actors and writers uh, and, like, allied trades uh, all pulling together to, to force the studios into making concessions that make working in Hollywood possible. It was us three and <laughs> yep. you know what? Mm-hmm. You're so welcome. Yep. When you when you're going to watch like, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon or mm-hmm. whatever, just just like on on just have on your lips a little whispery thank you, Kill James Bond. Yeah. And you know what? You. You're so welcome. Yep. So if you haven't heard uh the WGA strike is over. The WGA got everything they asked for. The SAG strike is over. Actors got everything we asked for. Uh, and that means that if you're in the AMPTP and you're listening to this, I just want to say one thing, which is we're friends now. So please hire all of us. <laughs> we are back to being yeah. friendly with our employers. Uh, we, we love producers. We love casting uh, directors. We love making movies. We love working. Uh, a, few, so- a, few, a, few, a few months into, into next year, Ayatsi. Uh, which is uh, like electricians, uh, license yeah. techs. All guys who have not been able to work during yeah. the mm-hmm. strike, but have not themselves been on strike. Like mm-hmm. a buddy of mine, um, Adam, has been in this situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the second this strike is over, all of these guys took the guns out of their mouths and are like, ah. Because Ayatsu's because contract is up in a few months. Oh, yeah. And once that contract is up for renegotiation, we may find ourselves back in the same situation. And we will the, fucking have solidarity with them. That's right. We'll the, animators, the animators, are, are like uh, their contract negotiations is up uh, towards the middle of next year. So, you know, the, the season of solidarity, I, I the thing is, I really have been enjoying so watching Eurospy movies, and so I want to keep doing it while we queue up the next thing. Mm-hmm. I have a have big plan for the next <laughs> thing, right? I, I'm really, really <laughs> excited, uh, mm. and I, I can't wait we're to pre- share it all with you. We're assembling a crew and preparing an elaborate <laughs> scheme for the next we're, thing. Pu- we're, putting, we're putting a team together, mm. but while we do that... With a little help from some old friends. Yeah. <laughs> I would like us. to keep us going with some, with some Eurospy, and then... Yeah. After fun. that, we can we can dip into it whenever there's sort of like labor unrest that requires us not to watch American movies. Yeah. Mm. Having given that nice little homily about how nice it is to watch Eurospy Euro movies, Spy. Let's Spy's get into so let's fun. get into this fucking dog shit. Oh god. <laughs> Once tag, again, leave a listener. Never <laughs> said they'd all be good. <laughs> yeah, so look, cards on the table, right? FX eighteen is maybe <laughs> the morally worst Eurospy movie we've watched. This is the worst in the sense of being mediocre. Mm. In the sense of there being so little to it that on watching it, on finishing it, I was like, "Yep, yep, that you you have fulfilled." All of the parts of the formula, and now I have to try and take it to my friends and together turn it into something that's actually entertaining, mm. which you 
failed to do. It feels do a like, comedy podcast about this. It feels like yeah. this movie was assembled by an AI. In the like, it kind of ticks all of the boxes, but just feels well, fundamentally Germans, off. So. Um, <laughs> uh, so this is this is Schüsse in drei vier Takt or shots in three four time or spy hunt in Vienna. That this is too many titles. Also, listeners, you know how in the previous Eurospy movies we've been saying that we've been getting a crash course in film studies by watching a movie where like one person didn't turn up to work and it's a different person on the crew each time. <laughs> I think last time it was the moment to moment editing. This movie, the scene to scene editing is the problem. They did a really <laughs> bad job of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, sort of, sort of everyone in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a German-Austrian co-production, largely funded by the city of Vienna. Which, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah makes sense. <laughs> Vienna, Vienna City Hall paid for a lot of this. Um, oh, this is a tourism sta- flick. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. It, it stars oh Pierre Brice, who was in this weird kind of like Jerry Lewis situation where he was like a French actor who was really popular, but only in Germany. Huh. Um, and, and he mostly did westerns. Where he played a Native American, um, and this is gonna. This is the most German sentence I can possibly say to you. He played an Apache chief in a bunch of adaptations of German Western novels, whose biggest fan was Adolf Hitler. Karl um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. May. He did. He did a bunch of Karl May novels. Uh, so tell me that Adolf Hitler was a fan of American expansion against Indigenous American people. That's 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 crazy. Right? Uh, I wonder but yeah, why. He he. But this guy, <laughs> Pierre Pierre Brice, he also did a couple of spy movies and a couple of crime movies, and this is technically one of them. It's on the list. It's a it's a crime movie, really, more than a spy movie. Yes, um, it is. Because those genres were quite strongly co-located at the start of this. That the spy thing only sort of found itself bearing out later, um, which means that we're stuck with a lot of crime shit happening in this one, but. Fortunately, because it is it is a Eurospy movie, we do start with something familiar. We've yep. got clearly a 009. Yeah. <laughs> these days. These Just days they won't. The yeah, me too. I was like, too obvious a car for a 009, you oh, fucked, yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah. Red, imbecile. It's over for you. But this is the thing. These days they won't let you be an anxious looking middle aged man driving a silly little sports car around the center of Paris because of wokeness. Mm. Uh, it's, it's he's driving like a silly little red sports car. He's being chased by a sick black Citroen DS, the thing I always thought of as the spy car. Mm-hmm. It's it's France in the sixties, so they've got the yellow headlights. Mm-hmm. It's aesthetic as fuck. Uh, the theme song's playing again, classic for this. The theme song kind of no, it's not great. Moderately uh, funky. It's a bit sort of moderation in funk. Funk, uh, uh, but brackets German. G- German, German, Austrian. Yeah, the, the, the funk. We have a reasonable allocation of funk at this point. In welcome the film. to funk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but German kid doesn't call on it to go further. He's just like, willkommen das funk. Willkommen das funk. So. The thing is, right, doing this podcast has fucked my I brain. I a funk. It has, it has broken my brain because it leads me to write sentences that any reasonable person would look in my notebook and go, these are the ravings of a lunatic. <laughs> right, because he, the 009, he, he gets out of this chase, out of this car chase, and he 
My note just says they 009'd him on a Parisian ski lift. Yes. Why is there a ski lift in Paris? Who's skiing in central Paris? He he gets on a ski know. lift that runs from uh, I guess Montmartre down the hill and <laughs> It's like the Emirates cable line. It's like I don't know why that's there, but it's there and yeah. you can get on it if you want. Yeah. He he takes the Emirates cable line. <laughs> they do him. Someone cites him out that it's a JFK-style 009ing. Mm. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, they, he's on the phone to someone. He's got a case, and the, the guy on the phone is like, Can, "Right, drop the case when I say so." Mm-hmm. Drops the case, and then the guy's like, "Anything else?" And you see him getting like lined up, and the guy's like, Please "Yeah, don't could you 009 me? lean a bit to the left?" Which is stone cold thing to say to a guy that you're about to shoot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they they take him out JFK style. A guy mm. with a sniper rifle just just shoots him. Mm. I mean, not him a hun- not a hundred percent JFK style. It would have been a lot weirder if JFK was riding the presidential ski lift when he got assassinated. But yeah. like, <laughs> just- yeah, slowly taking the ski lift by the Texas books of us. <laughs> America's first double oh nine president. <laughs> I, I, I think Abraham Lincoln was America's first 009 president. That's very true. Important moment in 009 representation. <laughs> Garfield, McKinley, Lincoln. This has ruined me, man. Because most films, most cinema, most TV, when you actually look at it, kills a guy before the title sequence to establish mm. threat. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. are now completely <laughs> incapable of not seeing that and yeah. going, that guy's 009. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't but take wow. it seriously anymore. Killed, yeah. Like, yeah. I watched the Hellraiser reboot yesterday and the guy that gets killed is like a, a young male sex worker. And like the entire time I was like, that guy's 007. It's a shame, but he's going to get done in here. He's 009, you mean? It's 009. Oh, yeah, 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 no, he's not well, 009. No, in order to be a 009, it's not just that you get killed, it's that you have to be killed and then somebody has to say to kickstart the plot later on. Protagonist, 009 has been killed. If you just get like killed unconnected style, you're not a 009. Yeah, you have to be like nervous about it too. You, ha- you have to like kind of know it's coming, mm-hmm. right? You have to be chased mm. and then murdered, yeah. Mm. Well, it wouldn't work being chased if you're the sex worker. Mm. Mm. So, so, you, so you get 009. Uh, and then we get the the titles. This is the best bit of the movie, the title sequence, which oh, is I, a bad I thing about a movie. Wholeheartedly but heartedly disagree. What? I love because this. <laughs> what they do is they use gun as an instrument. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's in three fourths time. Like, what do you want from it's me? It's really I like I like it when somebody plays the. I was grade five gun. <laughs> The one guy in the fucking orchestra pit with a fucking like <laughs> Makarov. Just my parents gun. stood me up at my gun recital. Oh, my mum used to make me practice gun every morning. <laughs> I've got a shitload of guns with different length barrels. What <laughs> <laughs> do you got like the pianissimo? You've got the silencer. <laughs> Listen, Robert Rodriguez made a series of movies illustrating why gun is a terrible instrument, and this movie just proves it. I, I like it. The title sequence is cool. It's like um, all the credits are being projected onto surfaces that then get shot in time with the music. And yeah. also, we're back to a classic bit of Bond opening: silhouettes, silhouettes, sex trainers. It, it is very funny that like every name that comes up gets shot. Mm. It goes on for like ten minutes. It is much longer uh, than it needs to be. I will say it's, that it's like it's like an American politician shooting the Affordable Care Act in an ad. It's like fuck these credits, <laughs> sound design. Fuck you. I like it. 
There's a number of shots where, like, you know, like a thing gets shot and it like pauses while it's being shot, and you and then the credit comes up and it gets shot again. It's, it, I don't know. I, I like it. They're playing around with it. I wish they mm. kept playing around instead of making the most by the fucking book spy movie I've ever seen in my life. They do. They do shoot a clown. In they this, do. Though. Yeah, worrying amount of clowns in this sequence. I wrote that <laughs> yeah. down straight away. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> disturbing. It just sort of signifies to you that there will be clowns. In the film, I hate to see that. <laughs> I, that's one of the things that you don't like to be signified is the existence of the clown. This is the most clown dense film we've had in a while. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Octopussy does some clown CIA behavior, clowns, but like that's all in the final act. This is clowns the whole way through. Mm. Mm-hmm. The same sense of dread as if you're watching like a Bond sequence and he's falling slowly and surrounded by a shitload of clowns or something. Like that. <laughs> you're like, oh no, it's gonna be there's gonna be fucking clowns in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what if there was a clown? <laughs> so, so, just as I write down, stop shooting things, you maniac. We hard cut out of the credits. Yes, like instantly, like thanks. Um, and we go to. Paris Airport, Orly Airport, because you can't make these movies without like the '60s explosion in air travel, you know? Yeah, of course, because Charles de Gaulle wasn't built yet. Mm. Yeah, and 1960s woman dysphoria strikes immediately, like to the second, despite the fact that this is a woman who is wearing a hat made out of desiccated coconut. Yeah, not entirely sure what the fit is here, but this is Money Penny, basically. Yeah, she's a captain though, which mm-hmm. is you know, fucking you know. I, I appreciate any woman with a with a rank, especially an officer's rank, especially captain. Because yeah, the they only call rank. her f- Frank Sense. Mm-hmm. Funny. Uh, um. All right. Ter- terrible. Um. So so our our boy Pierre Brice, Philip Taylor in the English dub. He appears, and and this man is very unfortunate. Mm. This man mm-hmm. looks identical to Zach Braff. <laughs> this, this James Bond here played by JD from Scrubs. They brill cream Zach Brown. Oh, he God, looks I exactly notice. like Zach Brown. Holy shit. <laughs> Just yeah, no, 100%. Oh, no. And in in this, let me tell you, he's he's wooden, you know. It's mm. just he spends most of the movie in this shitty shiny raincoat. Mm. He's Basically, a private detective. Someone calls him a private detective at one point. He doesn't even bother to give him a number. He's barely a spy. Mm. But he gets off the plane and he's like, Hey, Money Penny, what's up? Um, Why why have you like summoned me back from Casablanca where I've just been like fucking around? Mm. And she's like, Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, the scene's just padding. I'll take you to M. Take you to M. Also, he's. They do get a very funny line where he says, how did you get my address? And she says, the Russian embassy told us. <laughs> Which now, I quite like. So, so, so we meet M. M is sort of o- older man uh, with a monocle. And, and this a pipe for the desk. So you know he's oh, M. No, no, it's not, it's not a pipe. It's a cigar. And I know this because he puts the cigar to his lips. He like briefs him. He's like, yo, 009 just got 009. And then... <laughs> Fuck. And then the English dub just <laughs> runs out. So what he does is he hits the cigarette that makes you speak German instantly. And it sounds like this. I might get the usual compensation, of course. Uh, the captain wouldn't say what it was all about. And that noise that is him popping the cigar into his mouth. I was very normal. 
Und Zen. Und Zen. I smoked on the cigars that makes you German. So M, M is heterochromic as well. Um, my mm. notes say this MF heterochromic and heteroglossal. Okay. Now, <laughs> I, need, I need to provide an explanation here because this is actually not authentic to the movie. This is an, a, an artifact of the version we have. Which means obviously we can't um, criticize it, but we can use it to make jokes because it's a comedy podcast. Uh, but this is, I, I got an email from a listener of the show Nomos in the Discord who said, I had to put this together. I could only find a good quality German version and an FX18 quality English dub with missing parts. So <laughs> we've got the dub and then every bit that that's missing, it hard shifts into German that has been <laughs> translated for us by another Discord user, Fruitblaser. So hero funny. for the subtitles. That's perfect. Thank you so much. I love our podcast that is held together with <laughs> chewing gum and strength. And this <laughs> so, is the thing, right? Thank you he, like, so much, yeah. guys. He, he like he, he takes his like by the way insanely cool hand cranked wheelchair over to a yes, safe. Yes, he does. Get gets gets some documents out of the safe. Hand cranks his way back over, and then. He touches the cigar again at the exact time. Every time he touches it, the languages <laughs> change. And there's this moment where I felt like I was just like, because he touches the cigar and it goes to this. Yes. He's speaking there are English some... and German simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to smoke the cigar that makes you speak two languages simultaneously. I gotta tell you, this is the last thing you want your boss to start doing when you're in Paris, is to hard shift into speaking German. Neither of which of the languages of Paris! Oh, fuck! <laughs> so, so, the guy explains to him in two languages at once, this guy 009, he was a weapon scientist, mm. and the, the, the weapon that he was weaponeering was this uh like missile guidance thrower off it makes thing. rocket fall down yeah, yeah it make it does make rocket fall down and it's to call them fucking MacGuffin device right mm -hmm. uh it, it, you have to go and find it uh you have eight days mm. it doesn't say why he's just like a deadlines guy i guess um also alice this is a joke just for you but i just realized i shouldn't mm. have said heteroglossal i should have said heterolinguistic <laughs> <laughs> Because that would have been that would have been funny. It's it's fine. I think we managed. Um, but yeah, damn, that shit really was just for her. <laughs> just for me. It's, yeah, it's, so it's, much it's, so, so much so that we can sorry. cut it. In fact, no, no, because uh, heteroglossal keeps both halves of the word in in Greek, which is why I, I coined heteroglossal. Like television. Oh yeah. my god. Heterolinguistic mixes Greek and Latin, and therefore which is, is heterolinguistic, uh, which is funny. Yep. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Yeah, keep all of us. All right. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. So this this guy Philippe Tissot, it's like you you got eight days. Um, <sighs> just, just okay. I'm sorry. I'm just, Again, it's very difficult to keep trying. track because he explains all of this twice in German and English at the same time. Yeah, just an artifact. Sorry, I've just also heteroglossal <laughs> Alice is a portmanteauism, which is a portmanteau oh of portmanteau <laughs> and neologism. Can Come we get on. this one with like a shot collar or something? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Yeah, that won't so, help. That won't no, I've made the situation worse, is what I've done. Let's do a live uh, podcast with shot collars on for charity at some time or something. Sorry, sorry, that's, that's enough classical education jokes. Um, you have eight days. He also gives him the code name Caesar. 
never comes up again. No, Caesar's yeah. the guy we're hunting. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so for whoever sake. has the device, whoever 009 to 009 is codenamed Caesar, find them, okay. get back the device within eight days, or... Uh, uh, you can tell this because the entire rest of the movie, our main character is just like casually mentioning Caesar around everyone that he suspects might be oh, the guy right. to see yeah, their reaction. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, alright, next location. You gotta go interview uh, this guy, uh, well this woman actually. Mm, this trapeze artist. Yeah, this trapeze artist, and immediately a second 1960s woman strikes the movie because, man, I just. I did 1960s women dysphoria. Why can't I get my hair to do that? Why can't I just. Eh. There's um, no way to do it. I'm sorry. It's just that, that, that's lost it's technology. You know? It doesn't. It's crazy. There's a, there's a last later on with the, the coolest hair I've ever seen, and it's yeah. just perfectly maintained the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so this this woman, she's a trapeze artist, and mm. she has her husband Pierre Gilbert with yes. her. Um, and <laughs> let me tell you, right? Immediately, you look at this guy, and you're like, "That's the that's the antagonist. That's the guy," because that's the like second best actor mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, <laughs> what I like is um, he he walks into this this room and says to the woman, "Good evening, Miss Cummings." I'm sick of the police. Just fair enough, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, not like I'm a cop, and he's like, don't worry, I'm not actually a cop. Mm-hmm. I'm a private no. investigator. Which again, this is supposed to be a spy She movie. knew Whatever. 009, she was 009's lover, which I think is the first time a 009 has ever gotten pussy. Yes. That's true. Off-screen pussy, but yeah. nonetheless. <laughs> The best kind of fat, I don't even know. <laughs> and, and she's sort of like... Exasperated, and Pierre is ostensibly supportive, and she's like, "Listen, I'm being very mysterious about this. I will tell you everything, but I have to go on stage right now. And once I'm off stage, I will reveal all <laughs> I'm gonna of tell the dark you everything. Secrets. I just need to go into a second location and stand there for a bit, and then yeah. I'm gonna come back. Mm. And yeah. you're like, we we understand that she will be killed during this period. Yeah. Additionally, she, she do- all mm. the shots of what's happening on stage at the moment are shot from like." stage left mm. and they're of like guys in green dancing not really very well at all the cossack uh, dancers yeah yes mm, yeah yeah so so um, this lady and her husband doing a bad job of cossack dancing as well it's true better than i could do <laughs> this lady and her husband are um trapeze artists they're trapezoids um and they go up on the trapeze platform question mark um and then she gets shot off the platform and the band yeah. strike up a hilarious tune to try and cover this. She 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 lands in the armchair death pose as well. well. I mean, the editing is fantastic because she does the like act. She swings back and forth, and we see the whole thing. And then they land, and they go like, hey, and then it cuts back, and they're doing it again a second mm-hmm. time. And it's just the same shot, but they mm-hmm. just put it in again. Very easily pleased crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. She she just gets killed immediately. Yeah, and we hard cut to. Sniped so, again. On the train to Vienna with her now widower, mm-hmm. yes. Gilbert. And, and Bond Philippe comes in, and obviously the shock of having seen this woman murdered in front of him has caused him to become German. Because he, <laughs> he, says, he starts speaking in fucking German to this guy, and it's like yeah, he sits down and he's like, "Ich will kommen das Volk." <laughs> will kommen das Volk. Your wife was cheating on you, by the way. Um, and he's like, yeah, I know. 
Uh, I, it's my fault. I drove her away. Whatever. I don't give a shit. There's a, the the only good line in this script where he's like, "Yeah, you just you don't you can't cheat on someone you don't love." Yeah. No. He was like, "Listen, I'm, I think you can. we work together. All I gave her was discipline because of our mm. our profession here. So naturally, she sought comfort in someone else. I'm upset about it, but I don't blame her." He's reading a copy of the Ethical Slut. Yeah. Great book. It's 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 a it's a good line. It's a terrible ethical principle, but yeah, mm. the, the philosophical cuckold. Yeah, basically this. You just are like, it's fine. You know what? I'm upset about it, but I can't find it in my heart to blame her. Mm-hmm. And Philippe is like, yo. So your next performance was in Vienna. He's like, yes, it was. He's like, so, so why are you going to Vienna now, bro? Because she's dead. And he's like, just felt like going to Vienna. It's like I booked the hotel, man. I yeah, I already paid yeah. for it. I was, I might as well have a holiday. Yeah, non-refundable. You have know? a kind of yeah. whatever the death version of a honeymoon is. Um, it's like I'm just gonna go and see if I can pick up a new wife. Slut era. Um, and it's like whoever whoever Caesar is, he probably killed your wife. Um, and so you're now in danger. And in order to stress the danger that you're in, I'm gonna now switch to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> But only briefly, because at this point he's attacked by an assassin, and the shock makes him switch back to German again. Every time this guy gets a head injury, he changes language. It's <laughs> a big like, language like... switch on the back of his head. But yeah, so so the you know the masked gunman tries to like assassinate him, and you know how badly you have to shoot a train fight for me to be bored? Mm. Like, I mentioned this in the Bond movies, I love a train fight. Mm. One of my ideal, like, locations for a fight, and one of my ideal activities on a train, train fight, you know? Number two of the activities I'd like to do on a train. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> the, the, the shot collar. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just bored by this. It's just, it's shot so limply mm. and confusingly. Mm. But the assassin mm. runs away and so they um they follow him into the dining car where there happens to be a, a friend of Gilbert's whose name is Renato, I think. Um, yes. who says CIA clowns. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a clown. He's a clown. He says hello in English, then they switch to German, then they switch to English again. Yeah, this this does not get any less distracting throughout. Um <laughs> Can't really blame and the movie as always. He kind but. of he kind of commiserates with him. He's like, "Man, sorry, your wife got shot dead on stage. Mm. Um, my my partner missed the train. He's going to be flying down. And at this point, someone hits the emergency the stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, the train grinds to a halt. Mm-hmm. Um, and our boy Philippe runs to the door, sees a guy take off into the night, and goes, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> Straight up doesn't care about it though. Like yeah, actually, no. this happens twice. Is that mm. like after they yeah. have the when they chase out of the cabin of the fucking train, mm. this guy is running down the rest of the corridor, and you see him continue running in the background <laughs> as like <laughs> these two guys just like Easter, yeah. you're right. He's like, yeah, no, I'm fine, man. I don't know. It's like chase him. Yeah, <laughs> what are you? He's right there. <laughs> he's trying to start a chase sequence. Like Daniel Craig Bond would have busted through a wall at this point to get to this guy, and he's just For like, real. Damn, I'm, I'm not wearing running shoes. I, I was gonna leave it. <laughs> I, I respect that immensely to be honest with you <laughs> yeah just doesn't bother it's mm. like ah whatever i'll catch him later so they get to vienna mm. uh and in vienna he gets he gets into the station does a little code phrase with a guy who's like yeah your contact's outside yeah this is like like nice portly guy uh, yeah who goes you guys outside he's wearing a fur collar and i immediately and- prepare myself for a, for for like a sick outfit i was i like the coat and 
lounging against a Chevrolet Impala is the fur collar spy twink. Oh, the James McAvoy in Atomic Blonde brackets not scruffy. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm. Just cunt, pure cunt, crazy. He's, he's serving is the thing. Uh, this guy's this Joshua, is, I think. He's called Joshua. Joshua. Yeah. Yeah. I called him Cunty Josh in my notes for the entire Cunty movie. Josh it is. Mm. Um, uh, thank C- you. <laughs> Cunty Josh, he, he drives really fast, is the other thing about him. And I'm like, man, okay. Um, <laughs> just just being normal, being normal. Takes him to an art museum where everyone is a spy. Mm. And Bond, yeah. I'm just calling him Bond. He stands in front of a painting, Whatever. which is a secret door. So it's so funny. His his contact in the fucking airport, the guy he gives the code phrase to, is like a portly man. All of the spies he meets at this fucking gallery are portly men as well. It's like if it's like John Wick, except if everyone who is in on the conspiracy was just like a, a big guy. Yeah, sort of like a BMI limited society of the crossed keys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're the guys that have the coins. Uh. <laughs> yeah. so, so at this point I want to set something up here because he, he gets shown into a fancy secret office that has um a, like a big mirror on the wall that's like attached to a door there's something behind it and yeah, he walks up to this it's very weird to have a mirror like a big mirror hung on a cabinet door like well, this is like kitchen couch well so he walks level. over to it and he like slowly opens the mirror and I'm like oh you're doing you're gonna do something clever here aren't you which is that like, when he opens the mirror the mirror is gonna go across where we think the camera is but then we're oh, not no, gonna no. see the camera operator because you've done something <laughs> clever with the angles but no actually he opens the mirrored cabinet and we quite clearly see the camera the dolly <laughs> yes, right, and the man. camera operator who is wearing a brown shirt I could tell you the color of it because I fuck, you can fucking see the camera guy <laughs> Fuck, we always, dude. The, the thing about us is that we our film criticism doesn't always end into like you can see the boom mic on stage so if we're mentioning it it is the most egregious shot of a camera guy I've ever seen in my fucking- the, ne- the next episode the very next bonus episode of this uh, d- like w- we watched a, what, like one of the most cinematographically previous, interesting movies the previous one, fuck. The previous, the previous bonus episode, we watched one of the like best, most cinematographically interesting movies of the 20th century, and then we followed that up immediately with guy visible in shot. It just uh, light and shade. Directly you know? filmed himself in the mirror. Nobody thought maybe we shouldn't it's do that. Real like chiaroscuro. You know, real professionals. They do one take and one take only. So um, he's expecting to meet our man in Vienna, um, but instead, in comes a sexy lady who is oh, oh. the daughter of our man in Vienna. He opens this cabinet and, like, sort of briefly uses the CCTV system to gather data on various of women, mm. which is kind of non-adjacent at the very least. Mm. Then this second beautiful woman comes in, um, and the Vicky. thrust of this scene, yeah, is. Mm. Ugh, I don't want to have to work for a woman. Yeah. Because uh, she explains herself. She's like, yeah, no, my dad is the Ali Karambe of this movie, the like head of station in Vienna. Mm-hmm. Uh, station V for, Vienna. Yeah, for whatever secret service we work for. But he's been... He's disappeared. He's been captured by someone. We don't mm-hmm. know. She just says he's away. Yeah, he's just... He's, he's on sabbatical. We have a deputy head of station, but because I'm his daughter, I thought I'd just like hang out and run shit 
everyone says I'm really good at my job. And it's just really, like, sad that she, like, kind of has to plead for her own competence in mm. relation to men, but also kind of weird that her qualification for it is just like, that's my dad. Like, yeah. working for Station V Vienna is like working for The Guardian. It just... Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're really transphobic. Um... <laughs> so she's like, so you're the famous agent we didn't give you a number. And he's like, yeah, I am. Because he switched to German. Um, and then she says, well, we're going to help you track down the device, but first I need you to fuck my pussy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. She's... she. <sighs> I I quite like this, right? Because she does this hard sell for both Vienna and him having sex with her, right? Like, I mean, obviously I admire any assertive woman, right? But like, she's like, have you seen our beautiful cathedral? This film was paid for largely by the town hall of Vienna. Also, have you seen my pussy? Would you like to? One of the greatest attractions in Vienna. You know, <laughs> mm. yeah, it's it's like ten meters shorter than the Eiffel Tower, the and the cathedral's pretty good too. Um, <laughs> it receives uh, visits from over eleven thousand tourists every month, <laughs> and the, and the cathedral's pretty yeah. good too. <laughs> Listen, you got to get your jokes in this mm -hmm. where you can. Because they're not in the movie. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's not interested because he's like, ugh, gross. <laughs> it's it, it's really like he's not at all seductive on the kind of like bond thing. He doesn't r really like show any interest where yeah. OSS Sandy oh. sets that we've seen would have like nonced a couple of women personally by now. He's just like yeah, Sakatorta or whatever. Mm. I want to go to investigate this circus. Yeah. He says, get me, she's like, oh, I'll get you tickets to the opera and I'll wear like a cunty dress. And he's like, actually, I want to see the clowns. <laughs> I want to see the clowns. Yeah, clowns. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he wants to go to this like shitty circus because that's where mm. That's where Clown um, Boy Gilbert and Gilbert are and the, going. The Clown Boy. The yes. Clown Boy. Um, so this point, okay, this, this is- your brother's brackets, clown. This is when we get, like, the scene-to-scene -scene editing fucks up. So he goes to the circus, we see a mm -hmm. singer named Irina who is rehearsing. Uh, she's yes. singing in both German and English, Kim Petra she, style, she, which is really cool. Yeah, she does a Denglish sentimental baby, which sucks, and it does the whole song. I don't know if this is, like, contractual. Or on her part, or what? Disagree. Like, really liked it. Um, really? I, I think you're just weak to like any kind of like torch singer. Yes, I think I am. Um, so he meets the clown Renato, who says, "Go to the hotel and meet Gilbert." Then we cut to the hotel. He meets Gilbert, and then they together go to the circus again. And I'm like, "So you've just gone. You've just gone circus mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. two minutes, hotel for thirty seconds, back to the same." I'm like, "This." Editing, man. Just just have Gilbert be at the circus. This was unnecessary. You could have saved a whole day shooting. Like, what a fucking waste of budget that was. I do really want to talk funny. about one detail. Yeah, go on. Just which is, Irina has a husband. She does. Enrico. And Enrico... Enrico has some fits. First of all, Enrico is wearing a satin dressing gown with the name Enrico embroidered on the back. Mm. Which is already powerful, but second of all, Enrico has his boys, his pit crew, who are all wearing cable knit sweaters with Enrico embroidered across the front. I gotta get my boys some cable knit sweaters with my name on. Who would wear a satin dressing gown? Who would who would do that? We're all wearing the cable knit sweaters, and they all say Devon. 
If I can get those made, that'd be very fun. <laughs> oh dear. I just I was really struck by them. It's it's very good. You love to have the boys together. Again, mm. again, putting your name in big letters on your clothing is is it's normal and cool. Normal and cool. <laughs> this is this is also, I should say, the uh, tame bear era of circuses. We're thoroughly in the like animal abuse. Oh yeah, years. there were bears yeah. back there. There's, there's bears, there's elephants, elephants yeah. there's all types oh, of shit. Oh fuck, I, I just remember something, sorry, this is a complete tangent, but uh, a couple of days ago I was on a Zoom call for my for ACORN, which is my, my tenants union that I do actions for sometimes, and we were, we were planning uh, the thing where we disrupted uh, a Senate session about climate change, to, mm. because the, the climate change minister also does housing, so we're talking about rent control, there was only one way to get to her. Um, but when we were planning that, I was on the call talking about well, we need to wear like, you know, casual clothing. There should be nondescript stuff. And Owen, who is my friend, goes, well, Devon, what do you mean by casual clothing? Because I notice right now you are wearing a hoodie with your name on it in block capitals. <laughs> <laughs> like, Listen to me, you motherfucker. <laughs> the, the least OPSEC anyone has ever had. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can put together a full outfit <laughs> that does just have my name on me all over the place. It's like you remember you remember in primary school where it was like, oh, make sure that like all of your all of your stuff has your like your name and your class mm -hmm. number and everything on it. Yeah, you, you're continuing that. I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always writing my name on like my collar and things. <laughs> anyway, this fucking movie. The, the, um, yeah. The. Bond, whatever he he says, mm. to, he says to Yuba, he's like, "Listen, you better not go to the Palladium tonight." And then it does hard cut for two of them at the Palladium, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not intentionally. It's just bad editing. Yes. But um, so Bond wants to meet Renato's partner, the clown boy Henry, ah, uh, yes. who allegedly mm. flew down. But they figure out, oh, he must have like taken the train, so he's yeah, lying. Clowns can't he's fly he's like uh, hiding something. Yeah, they don't like um, clowns on planes. Mm -hmm. And so they yeah. go and see Henry, who is the sad clown in this clown double act. Um, and he says, "Oh, a good face, you know, the, yeah, the, this yeah. actor. He's uh, he's got like a lot of pathos." He says, "Look, uh, I'll I'll tell you what the kind of secret spy information is, but after the show in the boiler room, meet me there." <laughs> Hang on, I got to go to a second location and stand still for a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. I'll come back and tell you everything. Just just go to the like hitman assassination opportunity. Stand under this chandelier. I'm going to go and talk to a bunch of people in really hushed tones, but that's about something unrelated. And of course, gets up, goes to speak to someone, and is like, yeah, he's going to be in the fucking boiler room. So you can kill him. Um, at this point, this odd thing happens. So the, the, the elephant ringmaster, I was about to say the elephant man, but not that kind of elephant man. The guy who is in charge of the elephants is a, This guy. Is a, Excuse me, my elephants need me. I also have that clip, yeah. <laughs> Iconic quote from character Elephant Man. <laughs> the me leaving world. any situation. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs> the elephants need me. Yeah, it's like me, me joining the conversation, I have also decided to join this conversation. <laughs> me leaving the conversation, my excuse me, my elephants need me. But he's, he's a friend uh. of Gilbert, and he says, you know, Gilbert, you, should, uh, you shouldn't stay in the hotel tonight, you should come and live with me, because your, your life might be in danger. Um, mm. And Philip says, yes, I agree. Gilbert's like, no, fuck that. At this point, Philippe just like punches Gilbert and knocks him out, and the mm. elephant guy's like, "Yeah, cool, sick. I'll take him back to my place." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> now nah, they're all in on it. That, listen, they all want to take care of this guy. They're trying to protect him, but he won't accept it. Mm. It's <laughs> like the non-lethal ending of that one dishonored mission with the party, you know? Uh, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just dropping this guy off in the fucking <laughs> boat underneath. Yeah, tr yeah. Trust. I'll take care of him. Don't worry yeah, about don't it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 
I don't know about that. There's there's also a bit earlier. This guy is the most attempting to get killed, motherfucker, on Earth because oh, like yeah. Bond, when Bond visits him in his hotel room, he's like got his back to the door and the door is unlocked. Mm. Bond's like, bro, what are you fucking doing, man? They have a bit of like a gun pulling competition. And the other guy's like, you won't fucking use that, dog. Mm. <laughs> you are fucking yourself here. <laughs> so at this point, uh, Irina is. Uh, well, Enrico, him of the dressing gown, has to go out on stage. He is also a trapeze artist. There's too many mm. fucking trapeze artists in this movie. Um, and his deal as a trapeze artist is hanging upside down from a rocket, perfectly T-posing, <laughs> that's just doing like slow loops of the circus, mm. and every fucking person in that audience, this is the coolest like shit they've seal. ever seen. There was like, nothing to do before, like... Nintendo. There really mm -hmm. wasn't. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's psychosexually abusive. Except pedophilia, as we discussed <laughs> on the last bonus episode. Uh, Why is it that we haven't had the bonus episode? We always end up talking about pedophilia. Um, so, yeah, the guys from Station V Vienna show up. Mm. Namely, uh, what's a Vicky, Vicky, yeah. Jerry, Vicky, and Conti Josh, Josh, who is in the rafters <laughs> with a, a fur collar, a cigarette, and a sniper rifle. Oh, the sniper rifle. This is, I, I had to ask people on Twitter what this was because I didn't recognize it. This is a, a Carcano uh, Moschetto that someone has sawed in half to do the like. I'll have a glass of that. That sounds delicious. <laughs> but like they've tried to do the hitman thing of like you assemble the sniper rifle. Yeah. What they've done is they've just taken an ordinary rifle and just had a guy with a bandsaw just like chop it in two halves. Really? It's it's brutal. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> just got like a hinge on it. Like, uh. so Jerry, who's like Vicky's right hand man, goes to see Irina, who's who's watching Enrico perform, and says, "Yo, if you don't cooperate with us on our mysterious plan." My buddy Cunty Josh is lining up your husband right now. <laughs> yeah, it's the bit from Ronan, if you remember that, yeah. where the, the ice skater, and up in the rafters, Cunty Josh is like, it occurs to me that he waited for um, the, the one girl to like stand still on top of the trapeze before he shot her. Whereas Enrico is going round in circles, He's inverted T-posing. It's, it's a low confident shot, surely, yeah. Um, I, know, I think you just... You you stay still, you just hold up, like, he's gonna get back in. Mm. You just line up to where he's been once, he'll get there again. Maybe mm. maybe it's like a dead shots type of thing, but it's like, very specifically, this guy is only good at making shots against people who are suspended in aerial situations. Like, he's only, like, the trapeze or chairlift sniper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're so right! He only shoots motherfuckers! Who are off the ground? He will only <laughs> shoot you if you are suspended from some kind of wire. If you walk towards him at a steady pace, he's fucked. There's nothing he can do. Yeah, because he's not specialized in like the if same. He runs. Run. He will time and, it. And both your feet come off the floor. Dead. <laughs> That's like a fucking stand ability, man. That's ridiculous. Mm. They worked out the horses have all four hooves off the ground at one point because mm. that guy shot one of them. <laughs> <laughs> It's why he can never take out an elephant. They don't gallop, they only walk mm. fast. So, so they successfully blackmail Irina uh, to, like, uh, tell them where... Um... Something. We don't even fucking find out what the fuck the blackmail are for. It's so funny that Cunty mm. Josh is the sniper and his, like, cover is that he's posing as the bodyguard for the private investigator that's here looking for the sniper. Yeah, that is cool. 
That's fuck. You're only doing that because that's like a cunt thing to do. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a good movie would have made more of this. But anyway, yeah, really would have been nice. But Bond, Bond has a bit of a gunfight. Yeah, he gets ambushed it, in the it, boiler room, but survives. In the boiler room, it's 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 he survives. It's fine because they call it off in time. Um, I think that's what the blackmail was for. Yeah, and then he 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 leaves, and immediately waiting outside is Vicky. Like I won't be ignored. When are you going to fuck me? Like, <laughs> seriously. Because <laughs> he's still looking for Henry the Clown, being like, Henry the Clown said he would meet me, but Henry's gone. She's like, instead, let me take you to a beautiful dinner and then fuck my pussy. Exactly. And she's like, well, what if what if we had dinner in German? We, we get a whole full sentimental baby before, <laughs> before she leaves, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> so they, you better believe we're going to have a sentimental baby. We, so, so they go to a beer keller, and man, I it's... <laughs> They have they have a date. I don't know what happens in the scene because this date is conducted simultaneously in German and English. Yeah, yes. no, I, I also sort of didn't didn't really get this one. Um, my notes say he must have said something rizful because now they're at her place and they shag. So no mm. idea how this date like went. Well, she was already like very strongly pro him having sex with her. Mm. So see, this is the thing. This is the the error that movies make is movies make us think that you have to go out to the nice dinner and then fuck but no it's the other way around you, you should can't have sex fuck after a big dinner no, yeah because you no. get you go to the big fancy dinner and then you're like in the mood of the restaurant but then you get on the fucking tube and you go back to your place and you walk up the stairs and heels and you're like i don't want to fuck anymore you yeah. fuck first then go to the fancy dinner it's smart yeah smart 100 percent, 100 big dinners i'm bloated you know like fucking don't touch me all yeah, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me lie down perfectly still for a bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Just to be fair, also my sexual techniques. So. <laughs> Just lie down perfectly still. I'm a pillow princess. Yeah, it's really fun. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> she wakes up the next morning. He has ditched her. He has yes. left her a cunty little like reel-to-reel tape. That's like yeah, because she was like recording him. No, the, the tape was in the room, and she was like recording. What? I know. Was she recording him? She was. Why, yeah. f- why was she doing this? Yeah, and like instead, he just taped over that with like a little good morning message to her. Mm. Mm. What? I don't really understand why anyone did anything. He goes back to the fucking circus. They, yep. At, and at the circus, they're like, yo, second clown has disappeared. We're hemorrhaging clowns like nobody's fucking business here at the also, circus. Also, they keep doing the, the Doctor No thing where they just blast the same eight bars of the theme song as he's sneaking around this circus. Oh, one, time, one time later on, he gets cut off by his own theme music mid-sentence. He's like, Where are my clothes? I better get them. <laughs> I hate it when that happens to me. <laughs> it's like alarmingly loud and startling every time, and it happens fucking constantly. So he goes to the circus, Arena is there, they're looking mm. for Henry, right? But they get there, and Henry's fucking dead. He's been poisoned. Oh, and then he looks at him and offers the immortal, immortal line. Arsenic. Too bad, he should have stuck to clowning. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I think he did, man. He was killed shortly after getting off stage from doing that very thing. He's wearing a clown's dress uniform. Like, he's. Actually, why is he dressed as a clown? Given that. Because he is one. Well, no, they mentioned that at the end, because they mentioned that in the previous, previous scene where they were like, he's left. And then they were like, he even went home in makeup. 
Like, he didn't even get changed. Oh, he wanted enough. to leave so fast that mm. he's still dressed as a clown. Mm. It's true. Um, That's true. And when when he gets dropped off at the, the location, the abandoned fairground, where he finds this dead clown, the taxi driver... Abandoned fairground. <laughs> the taxi driver just has this strange, like, yes, anti-clown yeah. bias. Where he's like, I don't have the line, but oh, he's... Oh, I've got the line. I got it in full. I got it in full. Hang on. Um, Funny type he was. He didn't say a word. I didn't want to ask him what he was going to do. Here, you know what I think? His type ought to be committed. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of like the Viennese, like, talk sport listening cab driver who's just like, oh, you know, I reckon, I reckon them clans ought to be fucking institutionalized. <laughs> There's a lot of prejudice against clowns back then. <laughs> it is funny to imagine somebody who's like extremely woke about all other groups but just hates clowns. Homophobia, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know? Mm. <laughs> How was the 70s Viennese version of trans people that's like fucking clowns? <laughs> sneaking into non-clown spaces. You can't tell yeah, they've they they're putting that on, you know. As soon as mm. they get home, they take all of that off and then they mm. just look normal. <laughs> this is a parody of womanhood. Clown socialization. <laughs> It's a parody of. I mess with people who are socialized as fucking clowns. Let me tell you. <laughs> to me, to me, everyone was socialized as clowns. This is the 1970s Viennese version of trans people, which was the 1960s Italian version of blind people. We're we're really fucking struggling with this. Movie. <laughs> also, the the thing is, the door into the abandoned fairground ground where he like finds this dead clown. This is normal for my brain. Um, it, it just like every time he touches that door, it activates his theme. So he goes in the door and it goes. <laughs> And then he goes back out of the same door a minute later, and it plays it again. The, th- the theme song is just that again and again. There's nothing yeah. else. Yeah, it, it, it loops. A yeah. gunman attacks, and uh, Bond chases him outside onto a roller coaster. And I thought, oh, cool, we're going to get a roller coaster chase. And then, no, Joshua just like shoots the gunman. Yeah, because he's off the ground now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> idiot went up on a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like no one's perfect. business. <laughs> I don't even remember who this gunman is. No, I don't do think I. I don't think he matters. Um, it's not important. It's also See, so funny that this guy sees Cunty Josh there with a sniper rifle and is just like, huh, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to keep looking for this sniper. Yeah. It's not particularly Bond, but it is getting quite deeply Phoenix right, which I can, yeah. I can get into. Um, Vicky pulls up and drags him into a very perfunctory car chase, which then just kind of ends. Yeah, they shoot yes. one of the tires out and just stops. Mm. Um, yeah. He goes back to the hotel. The hotel where everybody speaks German. Yes. I really like this this henchman who attempts to kill him though, because like he's he understands, right? A normal henchman would come in there and shoot, stand perfectly still and shoot until he either killed or was killed. This guy shoots three times, realizes he's missed all of them and lost the element of surprise, and just hits the bricks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like, you know. He doesn't get killed later on, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Dr. Chang. Dr. Chang. Dr. Chang. What? Where does Dr. this Chang. come from? This is why I say this film is AI generated. <laughs> My name is Dr. Chang. And it does, that doesn't sell that quite so hard because what happens is <laughs> yes. this guy is trying to get into his door. Like, 007 mm. is at home. Bond is at home. And, like, he's in the hotel room and this guy is, like, rattling the door. And he, he sneaks up to this door and he like wrenches it open like really fast yeah. and immediately guy's that standing guy... completely stock still and the second the door flies open he's like My name is Dr. Chang. And then he goes 
Got the wrong Unfazed. room. Unfazed. Unfazed. Immediately turns 108 degrees and leaves. Like, Here's the thing, right? All right. I, the cold shot, Dr. Chang, and it's not just because he's a doctor, it's not just because he ambushes Bond in a hotel, it's not just because he has a weird demeanor, but like the combination of all of those things is telling. He perfectly Kaufman's this thing from the first shot. Like, yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. He does, the, he does. The whole rest of the movie, I'm thinking about Dr. Chang. Because yeah. there's nothing else interesting going on. Yeah, suddenly I'm like, well, who's this guy? He yeah, seems like, cool. Minute, explain Dr. Chang to me, because he starts follow like, Bond starts following this guy. Yeah. And around Dr. Chang, Dr. Chang, like, hands off to a second Asian man. Mm. And then they go into the, the subway. And if you've seen The Great Spy Chase, you understand... Yeah, this is just a thing, apparently. And so, multiplying Asians, because some more Asian dudes come down every staircase, and the worst part, this is the part where I stopped, put my head in my hands, and went, no, is, this is unedited, this is what the music sounds like, as he notices that the guys surrounding him are Asian. You hear it come in. You're like, music mm. comes Asian. Mm-hmm. It's it's real fucking. So bad. he's in the subway, surrounded by Chinese agents. I guess he ducks into a pharmacy and buys loads of aerosol. And then on the way, in the course of ducking into the pharmacy, I do want to note that he does the thing where he like hides with his back to a door, but the door is made of glass. I also yeah yeah he did <laughs> he does do that perfect. Perfect spy. He then throws the aerosol into a chestnut roaster to blow it up and create a distraction. And he he pulls the chestnut roaster out of the way of the explosion. But he and the chestnut roaster are still the, the people who are standing closest to this. So it would hurt him and the civilian more than it would hurt any of the Chinese agents surrounding him. He he does he does ostensibly like suicide bomb uh a, a subway station, yes, but he's fine, and we know he's fine because the next shot is him Hard coming back to his hotel. Yeah, this will be the episode art. I won't worry. Covered in soot in a way that is uncannily reminiscent of blackface. Hard cut to blackface. Hard cut mm-hmm. to. <laughs> Full spot, Piet, motherfucker. Oh, and he goes, Ah, oh, I, I was looking up the chimney. Mm. <laughs> Just. Tactical blackface. M calls and it's like, yo, remember that you're looking for a device? Remember the plot of this movie before you got all into all the shit with Dr. Chang and the clowns? <laughs> Find the device. Don't let the Chinese get it. Also, the Vienna office might be compromised, and we're like, yeah, no shit. He's in blackface the entire time during this conversation. Yeah. He does not wipe this off. <laughs> so I he just goes don't know. Back that. yet again to the Fucking circus. I watched this movie yesterday and I don't remember Mm. any of it. Yeah. Slid off my mind like water off a duck, bro. Everyone's earnestly cut up about like the dead clown though. Like, because we see the clown act is practicing. Um got a new they've got a new clown, he's not quite as good. It's it's you know. And so the the conversation with M, M has told him, all right, listen, you can't get the fucking device, the rocket fall down or a back. So you're going to have to like bid for it, like in that better movie, The Great Spy Chase. Uh, so go like secure bidding rights and make sure nobody else bids. So he goes to the circus, meets the new clown, and then tries to like blackmail Irina. 
we do get a bit that kind of redeemed it a little bit because this whole time I was like, what the fuck are we messing around with all these fucking clowns? What is this? And Bond actually says to Gilbert, he's like, a traveling circus is the ideal cover for espionage because you're always traveling from country to country. And like you people let you in because they understand that's your job. So he says, I think there is a spy or spies somewhere in this fucking circus. And I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense now. Yeah. I like Octopus. He uses a, mm. a a circus to smuggle a nuke into yeah. the DWR, is it? So he goes um, he yeah. goes to Irina and is like, "Yeah, what the fuck? I know there's a spy somewhere in here." And she says, "Yeah, there is. Um, I don't know who's pulling the strings, but I am definitely spying for someone. I get my instructions anonymously. I do what they tell me. I don't really know what the deal is with it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like fucking Spectre. There's mm-hmm. a hidden hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Bond says, uh, like, d- first of all, don't tell them that I'm looking for them. Um, and then also, like, tell your contact, whoever it is, that I want to buy the device. Tell Caesar I want to buy the device. Um, and lo and behold, she has a note requesting a meeting. He also then immediately finds, yeah, the note that... Yeah, he didn't convenient. even need to do any of this shit. Yeah, convenient. Mm-hmm. Mm. But Caesar has sent her a note saying, yo, let's meet. So uh, fucking Bond goes to the meeting instead. And then we get the reveal... That it's Vicky and Country Josh and Jerry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who are being blackmailed. Oh, no. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, what, what, uh, here's what happens here is we get the, the Uncle Chop, first of all. We do. Classic, stable, knocks this guy out. Uh, Uncle Chop wakes up. Wakes up getting groped in a steam room, which... He wakes up getting a threatening massage <laughs> from a Mongo. It's been a little bit. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then... <laughs> Post threatening massage, they earnestly ask him to team up with them. Yeah, they give him a robe. Like they're like, they're like, oh, like, you know, you, this, huh? this guy will straighten you out, and then he just like gives him like quite a good massage. Genuinely straightens him out. And you're like, oh, okay. Just like, yeah, he looks very tense. Our plan is to, we're gonna meet this guy. Mm. We're gonna knock him out. We're yes. gonna take yeah. him here. We're gonna give him a massage against his will. We're gonna take his clothes. <laughs> And then we're going to say, we're being blackmailed, we need your help. <laughs> Why did you not just tell him that when you met what? him? I, I, it's complimentary, the, it's on the house, the, you know. Like, <laughs> the non-consensual massage is like an essential element of tradecraft. Also, just to confuse him even more, we're going to keep switching between German and English. This <laughs> <laughs> is like you some shit I mean? that like... <laughs> Some Manchurian candidate shit that like the North Koreans did on captured US prisoners of war. Do you see what I mean when I say it's like this is an AI generated Bond film? It's just like yeah. all the individual bits are kind of recognizable, but then you put them together and it doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why did they just yeah. have a steam room in back of the st- like Why station does your TV? Why headquarters have a steam room and a massage therapist? It's an art museum. Is he like on? Re- is he a regular? Like, is he just an amateur? He happens to work at the agency. Who's this like, guy? <laughs> is Peter the Mongo like, like a contract like massage therapist? <laughs> the guy just earnestly works for Station V as a masseuse. He doesn't know what's going. He's like Uncle chops him in there. Like, well, I get we've got the masseuse today. Do you think it would be nice? To They're like, like, oh, he's gonna be so upset about the Uncle Chop. That's gonna have really hurt his neck. What if we like <laughs> yeah, him relax him? Tension between the shoulders. It'll like... prove to him that we've got like we're acting in good faith uh-huh. if we just get our biggest guy to massage him when he wakes up. <laughs> He'll beat us off. What, did you expense the steam room? Like, what was? 
She says, okay, we're being blackmailed because my dad, who's the head of station VVN, was kidnapped. So they go to the kidnapping spot, which I presume is in Germany because we've switched back to German. Um, uh-huh. And Jerry says, when he was kidnapped, he was kidnapped by like a very distinctive red car. Oh, look, coincidentally, there it is. Pure coincidence, it's there. So they chase the car, they stop the car, and earning the Kaufman star just that little bit more. My name is Dr. Chan. Here he is. They just keep running into this guy. He can't, um, he can't. Mm. He's in more than one scene. I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. He also doesn't destroy the tone of the film. No, because the tone's already fucked. I mean, mm. he's, he's beautiful. I'm more than happy to, to Kronstein him, but like the Kaufman yeah. is... In fairness, mm. we did give Oscar... Uh, oh, fuck. We gave a Kaufman, by the way. We're giving, we're giving a, a back-formed Kaufman for the previous free episode to the, uh, to the aqua car itself. Mm-hmm. But That's very fair. much did exist in one scene and ruined our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Kaufman's don't just have to be in one scene, but I agree. I don't think Dr. Chang ruins the tone of the film. I think he fits the tone of the film, which is eclectic. But anyway, they capture him. Uh, he's obviously a Chinese agent. They have dinner with him in German. Um, they say, you're obviously a spy. You're trying to get the device. He's like uh, nine uh, and then says no in English. Um, mm. At this point, uh, fucking... They treat him quite well, but you know what they don't do? They don't give him a massage. <laughs> they don't give him yeah. a massage. <laughs> Which, what the fuck is this double standard that you capture one guy and you give him the, like the massage guy just clocks off, I guess. Look, because it's because of the uncle chop. You know, this guy didn't get the chop, so he doesn't need the massage. He just walked in. You know, it's. At this point, they get a phone call saying Caesar wants to meet. So, okay, thank fuck the villain of this film oh, seems finally. to have some kind of plan. <laughs> Because the good guys find out don't. Who Caesar is? Yeah, <laughs> and it, so Bond goes to meet him, and it's fucking Gilbert. He arranged his own wife's death and Henry's for question mark motives. Stop using the evil voice. This is great. Yeah, like, why did you do it? And he's just like, she was cheating on me, dude. Ah, better have her killed. It's like, oh, you bastard, you fucking shit. <laughs> Whatever. He's a spy. He wasn't. He wasn't the ethical slut after all. He was the unethical, was the unethical slut. slut. Not the, uh, so many people who believe themselves to be the ethical <laughs> slut do turn out to be the unethical slut, I find. Yeah, I do yeah, my yeah. best. Uh, well, not you, not you. From what I hear, you're a very ethical slut. Oh, thank you. Um, so, yeah, at this point, the a small gunfight breaks out, and the second someone lets it bark, two... <laughs> Two Viennese cops. <laughs> this is a... so funny. Yeah, <laughs> because like the, the Vienna like town hall, right? We're like, okay, we must we must show the extreme efficiency of our police force. And so the second a gunshot happens, it's like fucking cyberpunk. Two cops spawn in <laughs> around the corner <laughs> in a so shitty little funny. VW Beetle. Yeah, as Bond and Gilbert are struggling for a gun, it goes off, and the cops are like. Bah! Gonna arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, is that a gunshot? Everyone's like, it was a misunderstanding. <laughs> you wouldn't even have had time to call it in. Like, just spam. <laughs> so fucking funny. So Gilbert gets arrested, and uh, <laughs> Philippe Infernus does deduce, ah, this must have been a cover to, to kind of get him Those away from us. Real cops. Yeah, you know? fake, the fake cop. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Yasha is, is, Conti is looking Josh. at... It, 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 yeah, Cunty Josh is looking after Dr. Chang, and Dr. Ch- he's making some, some tea, and Dr. Chang's like, is there any milk? And Cunty Josh goes to the drinks cabinet and is, looks at it in all earnest and goes like, no. Nah. Which, 
<laughs> just, just, just as one detail. Just one detail to go to a drinks cart looking for milk is just mm. perfect. <laughs> Opening up a little globe to a drinks cabinet full of sour milk that's gone off. The discussion about Josh reminds me of, of a comment we got a little bit ago that was like, remember the the Demolition Man episode where we had the the, the profanity alerts for all of this? Yeah. Multiple times we would have discussions about whether words like shit counted as, as profanity. But as a fan points out, we all said cunt at least once each and it never got mentioned. <laughs> we did not even for a second clock the word cunt as being profanity. It's it's quite funny. I have a story about that too, actually. So like I'm I was in uh I was in LA a, a couple of weeks ago and Dave, the CEO of Nebula, was there and we were gonna have dinner and he mm. said, What are you gonna wear so that I can decide what I'm gonna wear? And I said, uh, I have a dress that's like moderately cunty. And and Americans Dave, Dave is a cishet guy and he was like, What does that mean? And I said, uh <laughs> it's kind of like like on the edge of appropriate, like serving cunt. And he was like, okay, I'll wear my cunty tie. Does that make sense? And I was like, not really, but cool. And then he saw the dress and he, he was like, okay, yeah, yeah. So I was basically like giving Dave a crash course in like what cunty meant. I said, there's like an audacity to, to, to cuntiness. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm allowed to use the word cunt anytime I want for two reasons. One is that I'm a trans woman and the other is that I live in Scotland. Um, so That's true. Well, yeah, so, well, we still did the profanity filter for like the ones we can say. That's true. So Dr. Chang, he poisons um Josh. Or, or I guess Rufy's County Josh's oh. tea. And then as soon as he drinks it, County yes. Josh gets hit with the drug sound effect, which in this case sounds like <laughs> Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's it's better than the spy who loved me one. So Conti Josh uh is like knocked out and Dr. Chang escapes and then watching on the CCTV, Bond is like, aha, finally, we knew he was gonna make his move, so now we can tail him to Caesar. But the thing is, right, Conti Josh, he gets up later and he's fine, but <laughs> he drinks that too. He doesn't fake doing it. He knew that was gonna happen. He he just went out there to get roofied. Yeah. I just, have this man, Did he know? He, every decision he makes is just like, what would serve the hardest for me to do right now? Like, mm -hmm, what would be mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. he, he is like a living version of the Balenciaga AI videos, but he's just like, <laughs> even him like passing out, he's looking down the camera lens a little bit too chiseledy. And you're like, all right, come on. Yeah, he gets the rest yeah, of the day yeah. off though, after that, I guess. Because like, he's not hey, in a movie again. Well, honestly. So, so they follow Chang to, guess where? The abandoned fairground. Again. Well, we should have guessed that he'd be in that location because it's the only other location we've had. Yeah. There are very few locations in this movie. <laughs> Where it it transpires that Gilbert has a bunker, like an old air raid shelter that he's converted into a lair. Um and we film Bond excruciatingly crawling all the way into a vent to eavesdrop on a conversation between them, and then all the way back and out. Could, and a good director would be like, oh, here's, here's our hero, he's crawling into his unknown environment, it's very claustrophobic, we're seeing him the whole way, we can really build tension with this shot. What we get is he, he crawls towards the camera, um, and then later he crawls back away from the camera. And it's like, you get no sense of anything. <laughs> there is a detail that I like, which is that when Chang is buying the, um, the thing, he asks him for a receipt. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, classic Chang move. 
So, yeah, so, they finally explain what the MacGuffin is, by the way, and it's like a missile squad of a It makes fall rocket down. fall down, fall down. and, and uh, Jewel wants a million dollars in small use bills. And Chang's like, cool, no problem. So at this point, um, Bond and County Josh fight their way through three guards who we later find out are named Andre, Gorba, and Bob. <laughs> Ideal team dynamic, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> Now those are the type of guys that you get together and all wear a matching cable knit sweater with. Like 100%. that's goon stuff. Mm. They're gooning. So, they're gooning. Mm, they're straight gooning. Gorba coded. So they they <laughs> confront Gilbert. Also they they rescue Vicky's dad at this point. Um, yeah, they, he's got a really nice cell, like two two thousand five hundred PCM bills not included mm. at cell. Mm. Um, so they they rescue him. They confront Gilbert. Gilbert runs away into the roof with with the device. Uh, Chang gets the device, but then Gilbert takes it back. Um, yeah, but I mean, what happens is that Gilbert, when held at gunpoint, has a being held at gunpoint alarm, which, as far as I can tell, shuts off the lights, drops an escape ladder from the ceiling, and also releases one jet of smoke that does nothing and is never acknowledged by anyone. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you try everything, all right? <laughs> It just kind Throw of like sprays a bit of dry ice in there. I had that same setup for the forced feminization I did a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the escape ladder was a weird touch. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, Chang Chang escapes with the case. Yes. But then Gilbert steals it back and hides it a waxwork museum. Yeah, the classic waxwork man holding gun. Uh, he he tries to like imitate that and it doesn't yeah. work very well. Not not trying. Although uh, another thing that happens in a later Bond film, so you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of shots in three fourths time you can find in Bond it's movies. True. It's it really true. echoed forward through the eons. This one. Then Shieldberg so, gets it in a helicopter, and I'm, I'm like, what? How does this guy have goons? Are they all clowns? Oh fuck! He's in the head. Sorry, I I was my last two notes are this movie is deeply mediocre, and then in full caps, no fucking way, Lameo. And I've yeah, been trying the, yeah, desperately yeah. to remember so, what that means. So first yes, of all, he loses yes. he loses the MacGuffin by the simple expedient of as he gets into the helicopter, he drops it, and he can't be bothered to lean out of the door and grab it. I didn't even notice he dropped it. it was just... He just drops it on the ground. He's like. Oh. Like, like he has fucking tendinitis or something. Like he can't. And then he well, takes off. Some Joshua goes. Listen, this boy, he's off the ground now. He's off the ground. <laughs> I can take care of this shit too, sweet. If you want, and he goes. No, no, no. Let me do it. So he hands him a rifle because they've all been shooting at this with pistols completely ineffectively. He takes one <laughs> shot with the rifle, and from the very center of its being, this helicopter fucking explodes. <laughs> it's just fucking guns up. Instant explosion, hard cut to Paris. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, cut. Like, we did it, baby. Completely done. <laughs> the and, movie and... is over. <laughs> well, and this is the thing. Do Go you remember line. the Great Spy Chase? Right. Because they have... It, for some reason, he's still in love with Vicky. You know, the fucking captain shows up and he's like, cheers. He's got the case full of Chang's money. His, like, you know, million dollars in small bills. Um, and if... The best expression, the like happy ending of a French spy movie is uh, your wife and your mistress are both cool with it, as it was in The Great Spy Chase. 
the perfect German spy movie happy ending is you embezzle millions from work and no one knows. I mean, the ideal the ideal ending is that you have a million dollars and your wife and girlfriend are both cool with it, which, like, <laughs> hey, it's so that's why like, I got oh, into podcasting. To, we need to give this money back to, to, to Chang or whatever. We need to give it into the... And, like, his, his boss, M, is just like, you're holding it. Whatever. M, like, Movie's rapidly over. oscillating between German and English... Don't care. Like, and oh, at this point, he sets know. the case down uh, j- j- to like make out with Vicky, but pickpockets operate in this area, and he gets changed on Larsen style. Doctor Chang walks past, picks <laughs> so up the case. He's like, "Well, I may have failed my mission, but I still have a million dollars." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, <laughs> we'll, always, we'll always on, remember. Man. We'll always remember that he's. My name is Doctor Chang. <laughs> Iconic line. That's approximately, I would say, the one line. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, there are no winners in love or war except for Dr. Chang, who wins easily. Um, The movie's up. Yeah, and, that's, like the, and that shots in three, four times. The, the great, f- the great spy fuck? chase also ended with like Chinese agents getting the upper hand, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, because that's Real the thing. Europe has a, uh, We've got like a re- in in the well, actually now as well, I guess we've got like a real paranoia about the East, but we're still like it will win though. Eventually they'll win. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Basically, you couldn't make this kind of movie unless you were like a Maoist third worldist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, all the dispossessed of the world here articulated by Dr. Chang. Iconic character. Just, yeah. Uh, anyway. This is a Dr. Chang's iconic cap. This movie was so mediocre that we're like desperately clinging to my name is Dr. Chang and being like, we could make 40 minutes of bit out of this. We can do it. The <laughs> thing is, like, as I said near the start, the scene to scene editing is really bad and that like that's like what order scenes come in and like which scenes are included and which scenes are cut. So we get a lot of cutting back and forth between locations that doesn't need to happen. Like we go circus, hotel, circus. Like it's just a very badly told story and that makes it a fucking slog to watch. At least with like moment to moment bad editing, it can be funny, but like it's just boring. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. There's, no, there's nothing here. This is like absolutely mediocre. And mm. I. I watched this and I was like, "The fuck am I going to do any jokes about this?" Yeah. Um, which apart from we... thank, thank God they can't choose a language. Th- thank God for Doctor Chang is all yeah. I'll say. Yeah, yeah. You know, without him, we'd be fucked. Um, but we uh, don't need to just guess around about how mediocre it is because we've got a science-based true. system on this podcast. Oh, the Chang system <laughs> <laughs> stands for charm, cultural <laughs> insensitivity, and provoked yeah. violence and misogyny. Uh-huh. Yes. Um. <laughs> It's called the scum. There's no end there. That would have been Chag. Moving on. We <laughs> become deranged. Just, no. We can finish recording and then we both get to, we all get to add on with our day. Like this yeah. is it. Okay, fine. Us. It's called the scum system. It stands for smarm. Cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. How smarmy is this movie? It's got nothing. It's got nothing going on. He tries, but like... Does he? Like, he doesn't even have anything as Rizzy as, like, the revolving chairs line. Like, he doesn't even try. In fact, he gets... She even sets him up occasionally being like, would you like to visit the great sites of Vienna, including my tits and pussy? And he's just like, no. (laughs) No, he never never visits them. He doesn't want to visit them. No, he's visiting the art museum. Mm. Circus. Circus. Circus again. Hotel. Circus a third time. Abandoned circus. Distinct, scarier circus. Bleak as being an actual spy. Terrible. Mm. Zero. 
Cultural insensitivity. Well, first zero of for Smarm. That might be a first, but like I genuinely, yeah, I can't. Don't think he even tries. No. Before, before, before we get to any of the real cultural insensitivity, I do want to say, despite them having paid for this, for the city of Vienna to go from the Ordeal. third man to this, and le they referenced the third man a couple of times in this. One of the titles was Operation Third Man, and. Oh man, that's a comparison. It just you don't want to make that kind of shit. Man. Doesn't hold up. It's brutal. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty racist. Um, is it culturally insensitive to just suddenly start speaking German? If it is, we can't judge it because that's not actually the movie. That's just our version. It Damn. certainly like treats Chinese people not well. Don't watch this movie. Mm. This is another one of our big kill James Bonds. Don't worry about this one. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, it, it, I would say in terms of like levels mm. of racism, it's like equivalent to the Great Spy Chase, but it doesn't yes. relish in it as much. But it's just because it doesn't relish in anything. It's too like pro forma. Four, yeah. yeah, fine, sure. Uh, unprovoked violence. I barely remember who shoots what. He does. Oh. He does punch Gilbert in the face for no reason. So I want to give that's, it a point for that's that. That's true. Yeah. One. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Can we give an extra point for culture? Oh, well, I guess he's not really doing blackface, is he? No, it's supposed to be like slapstick, I guess. Yeah, it's it's clowning. It's clowning. Clowning. It is clowning. Cultural insensitivity to clowns. Um, yeah, unprovoked <laughs> violence. One, he punches a guy in the face. Oh, Fine. oh dear, guys. Listen, we're not saying this. This problem is this isn't the best movie we've ever seen. It's the most unremarkable. Well, yeah, it's like barely even a movie. Misogyny. This. Well, he's, have any... he's firing wrong on all cylinders Interest with regards to Irina. In women, he's got, there's nothing. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, women exist to get killed, I guess, or blackmailed, or fucked. But... Vicky survives and has agency. Yes, she does come into the movie like pussy out. Um... Yeah, and leaves it pussy out as well because she ends up being the one that pairs up with Bond. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I guess he does get the girl, but it's not like that misogynistic. I don't know. This ain't my one. <laughs> Two? Yeah. Bad news, Bears, everyone! Oh my everyone. god, it's the worst, it's the best movie we've ever seen. It's, uh, so that gives it a total score of 007, which... No, which, fuck. Uh, means it's not the best movie we've ever seen, because The Born Identity just beats it on six. Yeah, and but I agree with Jace, that. Thank God. Jason Bourne coming in at the last second to but save it. Us. Is, it is one of the best movies we've ever seen. It's tied with View oh. to a Kill, which was the best Bond movie we've ever seen. It's this tied is... with The Bourne Supremacy. Huh. It's tied with How you... to Steal the World. You technically get away with not making a bad movie by not really making a movie in any sense of yeah. the term. I almost want to give it like yeah. a did not finish, but it is technically a finished film, so... <laughs> That's so funny. Right, yeah, guy. Uh, yeah, no, wow. All right, so well, I, I just know that this. in a year's time, when we're doing like when we're looking back on these scores, we're gonna look back and be like, shots in three quarter time. What the fuck was that? How did that get it's, such a good score? I, I, again, I, I watched watched it yesterday. It's gone. Yeah, I was struggling, and yeah. Well, the important thing in is the important thing is that it's done. Um. Our next... My, my ultimate goal of this is, you know, I want to get to a point where if you watch a movie, you can search our backlog and maybe we'll have an episode on it. And, it, like, no matter when we recorded it, it's going to stand up. You can mm -hmm. listen to that and be like, mm -hmm. this is yeah. a good analysis of this movie. 
I am not even remotely worried about anyone watching shots in three fourths time at any point in the future and <laughs> being like, oh, this episode of Kill James Bond wasn't that good. It's like, bro, fuck off. It's- <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our best, man. Our next bonus film is my pick. Yeah. And we are going to watch uh, a problematic fave of mine. We are going to watch The Edge. Written by Hell David yeah. Mamet, uh, yeah. in, in which Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin get stuck in the wilderness together and like have a lot of very tense acting scene. We're gonna go back for some more old man Hopkins. It's gonna be great. Yes. Doing it, well, baby. Please, please subscribe to the Patreon. Our next mainline episode after that is gonna be, and I grimace at this one already. Agent Three S Three Passport to Hell. That can either that's either gonna be really really good or really really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. We have been Kill James Bond, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Ich willkommen das Funk. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. Next episode in two weeks' time is, um, oh shit, hold on, <laughs> this is embarrassing because we actually have already recorded this episode, I've, I've done a whole hour of talking about this, I just need to remember. <sighs> the name of the movie... Oh, it's completely gone, oh well, that's interesting. <laughs> okay, um, well, yeah. It's a good episode though, so you really look forward to it. We got Josh from Worst of All Possible Worlds on. Um, But if that is simply too long for you to wait, we have a Patreon where you can find bonus episodes on those interstitial weeks. The next one is um, the Abbey's Pick, which again, I definitely remember the name of. Um, Well, speaking of course of our beautiful patrons, we would be nothing without our 15 pounds and above patrons, and those are Lobionstotic, Andy Fox, Freya, Aloysius, Gustavo, Lyra, Jack Holmes, Mike Berg, Hannah Oberhart, Nick Boris, um, Power Dad, Nitomori, Jason Harger, George Rohart, Kentucky Fried Comedy, Cohen Enright, Drone Lover, Yarrick, Melody Moro Gonzalez, uh, Labor Delenda Est, Callan Bernie, J. Martindell, Trip, Library Hitman, Max Gaiman Hart, I, I, this probably isn't Game and Heart, by the way. Like, I'm looking at the spelling of it here, and it, it's probably closer to something like Gamain Heart. Um, but Game and Heart sounds funny, so sorry, Max. Uh, Jonathan Gerd, that definitely isn't pronounced like that either, by the way. Mothman, Beef Grime, Jack Drummond, Kit Divine, Tarpo, Steve Widdishins, Maeve Victoria Roth, Rosie Can't Fail, Helps and Horses and Men, Forrest L. Novell, Project Project. Emery, Commissar Ozymandias, Just the Worst, A Trans Robot, Joyous Uwu, Zan Hutchin, Claire, Hell, Aliyah, Lena, Violet Cyber, Lenina, my apologies, Violet Cyber, Isopod Gal, Annie Ruby, Katie Probst, Faratsuka, Brone and Clarification, John 2089, Noblesse, Oblahaj, Connor's Cool Big Sister, Zeng Chen, Sergeant Jack Rum, Alex, Liz and Ash in Florida, Walscott, Corvid Cultist, Quinn Valeri, Grendel Growls, Wolfie, Al Irwing, Philippa Smith, Finn Ross, Robert Greensmith, Abigail, Electro, Cyberpuppy, Loz Pinecock, Mega Combi, Emily, Queen of Sloths, Percy Shit and I Alone, Mortran, Josh Simmons, Zoe Shepard, Lauren Bastin, Talkative Tiger, and Faye needs a new 15 member name so she isn't inconspicuous. Vey, babe. It's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. 
Hill James Bond is Alice, Abigail, and Devon. Our producers are the wonderful Nate Bethay and the sparkling Mr. Thomas O'Mahony. Um, uh, our website's by Tom Allen, our art's by Maddie Lubchansky, and I am clearly very tired. Good night, all. <laughs>